You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. Let's bring her out. A star attraction, the one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold. So you have these various jobs, right? Uh-huh. And then you are gonna, you know, do stand up, and then, uh, and your father's dead, and yeah. your mother, you're living in the basement of your mother's house. Is that correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you, pretty much, I think you got successful pretty. You got like me. I was told I was funny early on, and I was told, you know, I was different. You know, I wasn't like everyone else, but also, but I feel like you had that sort of people telling you you're funny. I got somebody called it breadcrumbing. And I guess that's a good way to say it. Like you get enough stuff every couple of years. So you don't quit. Right. Do you mean like maybe if I didn't get anything for 10 years, I would have quit. But because I got like last comic standing like I don't right. know, six or seven years in and then Montreal. Right. And that's why my mom started again. Cause she saw me getting stuff and she was like, right. Oh, I could but definitely she helped you. She helped you with your first set, right? First time you went on stage. She did she- help me with my first set. Yeah. A little so, bit. So you start getting stuff, you get Montreal, then you win some award at the New York comedy festival. Yeah. And, and then nothing and, happens for right, like, that, but that years. all, I know that's what people don't realize. Like you, it is the bread. It is true. It's so true. I didn't even but know the for name some for some people, right? But for some people, with wieners and ball, no. But they get that. Then it becomes. It's just so not fair. Um, I just never took off, and I mean, I had the worst manager from Montreal. You probably know who it is. Do you know Wayne Rada? Wayne, I heard of that name. Yeah, he used to book stand up New York. Oh yes, 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 yes. He's like not a great person. I took him right. as my manager to Montreal. He stayed in my hotel room with me and my boyfriend. He fucked like a dude on my couch while I was sleeping. It was like my Montreal audition. My Montreal experience was the worst. No. He got into a fight. Oh, I wish my you had called me. Oh, fuck. You can so always I, call me. Oh, thanks. But yeah. I'm just saying like, so yeah. after that, I didn't get anything for years. And I left him and then I got another manager. Just like I've, I don't know. I just got little things like breadcrumbing, but right. you never pop. Right. I, I feel the same way about myself. Okay. So, um, so Margaret, your mother. No, Debbie. Uh, Debbie, who's Margaret Galligan? That's hilarious. Somebody wrote an article and said, that's my best friend's mother. I, somebody oh. wrote an, an article and said, that's my mother. That's hilarious. It's not. See how many but I, said it to, I, read? I said it to my friend. I know. And I was like, I wonder oh. if you read that article. You did. Yeah. Oh. Margaret Gallagher is my best friend's mother. Oh, all right. So you're, you start getting stuff and there's jealousy from your mother, right? Yeah. She would ask Wait. me how I got stuff. <laughs> and I, it would be you like, know, people don't realize that, you know, you go up to, there are those fucking asshole comics where you, you get something and 
instead of the comic going, great, that's great. They go, how'd you get that? You know, but like my mother even was like, yeah. how'd you get that? And I was like, I don't know. I worked eight years really hard for it. <laughs> and I would get so bad at her because I'm like, you have the luxury of not even working. So you should right. be out every night doing eight spots. Right. Is she funny? She like, is funny. She's different from me, but she is funny. She does also have like a dark sense of humor too, but right. not that much on stage. Like, right. Like me and her, we do bond over shopping. Like we love right. to shop. Right. Um, and like, it is funny. Cause like sometimes we'll think of something and she's like, I can't say that on stage. It's just too dark. Like I remember we were, um, somewhere and like, maybe I was getting like a shirt that was like a large or an extra large. And she was like, well, why don't you try this one? She's like, you know, sometimes the kids, they make them smaller. And she's like, that's something I can never say on stage, but it is funny. Right. Like the kids making your clothes. They don't yeah. all sew the same. Yeah. So <laughs> Which is really funny. You can say that. Why can't I you can, say that? Oh, I yeah. can, I can say yeah. whatever. But I'm saying she would think it doesn't fit her persona on stage. That is so fucking funny. Did you not tell her things on purpose so she wouldn't be like, where'd you get that? How'd you get that? She would find out. Right. Um, she would find out or I would tell her or she'd see it on Facebook. She, right. What she would do that would bother me is she would... Um, tell other people I was her daughter and I think to try and like get stuff. And that oh really pissed God. me off. Oh my. The last God. show I did with her, we did an, ur- my mom actually does a lot of urban shows and I used to do them right. too. Cause like, if you're funny, they just, they'll laugh. They don't care. It's right. Doesn't matter. right. So she brings, my mom brings a bunch of her old white lady friends to this urban show that starts late and they're all like tired. It's like supposed to start at nine. It starts at like 10 or 11. They start chanting during another comic set. They want, they're like, we want Debbie. And I was like, this is the last show I will ever do with you. Right. I think it might, we might've done one (laughs) other show after that. (laughs) That's so funny. I was mortified. I hate when people come to comedy clubs and act like fucking out. Like I don't go to your fucking office and act like that. You fuck. So you then in 2000, is it 13 or, uh, you got Letterman, but yeah, you spent a year and a half. Jesus Christ. What have you, how much practice, like, what did you do to find all this stuff? I do my research because it's not all in one place. I know I do a lot of things. Um, so you, so crazy. I think that people do not like, I really want you to help explain this. You have Letterman wants you. They they're like, you're great for Letterman. And you are, you're perfect. You're, you're New York. You're, you know, he, he doesn't like, you know, like me, like, Hey, what the fuck? You know, like the loud, he likes very cerebral. You're, you're just perfect. But for a year and a half, there were three bookers. So this right. is the problem. I got stuck with the booker. Which one? Ryan, who was scared to take any a risk. Yeah. Yeah. Like I would ask him about a joke and he'd say, you can't do that. And then I'd ask him a month later and he'd be like, you could do that. I was like, how come you tell me? And he goes, it depends what we get in trouble for that week. So, I mean, I'm, <sighs> I'm seeing other people get a Letterman audition and then getting it three months later. And right. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Why? Like, why is this taking so long? And, and then- did you tell anyone you were, you had gotten Letterman? Cause I never tell anyone anything until I'm done with it. But I think I probably told like a couple of close friends. Like right, I didn't right. like brag about you it. Like, you know, I no. hate those comics that are like, yeah, I'm doing this. And you're like, oh, shut the fuck up. All right. Yeah. So, okay. No, maybe so a you're told. It. Okay. And so, Ryan has to go around to the clubs with you, right? 
so Ryan's not even how I got on. Right. There was a woman that worked. Yeah. He's the person I went through, but there was a woman that was also one of the bookers. She had a baby and my friend was like, hey, you should just tell her congratulations. You know, she knows who you are because she has seen you. Right. I congratulated her and she's like, hey, where are we with your set? Let's get you on the show. And then she got me a spot like two weeks later or something. It was very quick once it went through her. But that dude, if it was up to him, I would have never gotten on. Well, she's a woman and he's a fucking afraid cat guy. Okay. What is he doing now? Is he very important? I think he books another like late night show, maybe Colbert or something. Oh, all right. So, okay. So you have the set put together and they know what it is. And they do. They keep saying no. They move my set around a bunch. Um, I couldn't start out with the joke. I, they wouldn't let me do my opener and they wanted me to put my closer in the middle. Right. And then I was like, all right, I'll move my opening joke. Cause the joke is about like eating baby carrots and how like, Oh yeah. A, that blind joke. I fucking love that. But joke. They wouldn't let me, they wouldn't let me open with that. Cause I said blind. Okay. So, so can we tell, uh, let's just tell everyone the joke. Um, it's so fucking funny. You're in an elevator. I was in an elevator eating a bag of baby carrots. And this guy's like, those are really good for your eyes. And I was like, I know I used to be blind. And then, <laughs> They wouldn't let me do that joke as the opener. They were because right. I said blind. So I had to like it's move so that fun. around. Oh, okay. And then my um, closer was about seeing two female cops and like oh, uh, this is like, the oh. best. They want to in the middle. Yeah, they wanted me to move that to the middle of the set. Cause they because I the original punchline was like if I called 911 up and two women showed showed up, I'd just be like, I could just do this myself. Right. And I was like, Such great. A now funny all, joke. And I was like, now all three of us are going to get, I think I said choked or stabbed. And they were like, that's too violent to end. You could put it in the middle. I was like, well, what if I just change it to robbed? And they were like, okay. But like, I had to fight for every joke with that. That's what people don't realize. Like these sets are, uh, you know, scrutinized, you know, rebooted. Like it's ridiculous what they do to comics to do fucking four to six minutes on a late night show because they're afraid of the FCC and they're afraid of the host. It's fucking horrible. Well, also you're a comic, you know, what joke is a closer, right? So, but they're just like, Hey, just close with another joke. And you're like, no, that's not actually how the set right. works. Like there's a, you know, a closer is the biggest joke. Or... So yeah. Yeah. And I did you... that and not, nothing really happened after that either. I well, would like to work the next day. You did anyone. All right. So you, first of all, you killed, please go online and look at Adrian Apolucci's Letterman set. It's so fucking funny. And you killed, you fucking killed. I had a good set. And you get up the next morning and it's just, that is the thing about stand up. It's like, you can fucking work at, you know, Carnegie hall. And then the next night, you're at some shitty club trying out new material and everyone hates your fucking guts. I like it's just it really you it's hard to have an ego as a stand up. Well, also, what was funny about that is I did well. And then he asked me to come sit at the chair with him. And I right. thought that was like such a cool thing. Right. And then I talked to Eddie Brill that night and he was and he like took it away from me. He's like, well, that was planned ahead of time. It had nothing to do with your performance. Uh, and I was you know like, what? And I was like, just let me have it. Well, right. Who cares? Right. Why would you even tell? And, and, and like, it wasn't I asked, planned. And I can tell you right now it wasn't planned. Okay? I know. It's like, why couldn't you just he just let me have that Because he walked up to you way? after. He walked know, up to but you. So, but he couldn't even let me have that. And I was like, why? Just let me you have it. You know why. You but know so why. it's so dumb, though. Right. And I was like, just let me have it. It's so dumb. Why are you taking that little bit of right. joy? 
Right. And I was just like, oh, okay. I didn't know that. And I wish and Howard Stern was on that night too. So the audience yeah. was riled up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Howard Stern was on, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he, uh, I wish I, in retrospect, like I could go back and have been like, hey man, why'd you have to tell me that? Or like, I know. that's not well, even you, true. You could. I'm not going to do it now. I know. I, no I, point. Maybe I will. Uh, <laughs> so, oh, I've called him out on a lot of shit, but I, I still love him. I've known him forever, but I have. I called. love him too. He's always yeah. been very nice to yeah. me. Yeah. But it was just a weird thing where I was like, you we're not take, competing. Yeah. Hello. Hey everyone, you know what I just did? I tore, I poured, and I enjoyed a packet of Liquid IV. Because I love Liquid IV. Liquid IV is a major part of my life. And I just worked out with my trainer, and I had a delicious lemon ginger liquid IV. That one has a little extra, that has a little green tea in it. And so that's a little caffeinated. So I enjoy that because I needed it today. And you know, it's getting warmer out. And what does that mean? Summer. Oh God, please come. It can't come soon enough. And that means you have to hydrate. And that's what liquid IV does. It hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. And it has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in one little stick. And that's why Liquid IV is the number one powered hydration brand in America. Okay? And I love it. I use it every day. Ben's basketball team uses it. It is a science-backed formula that works. It keeps you hydrated. And they have sugar-free. They have sugar-free packets in white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime. Okay? I didn't do the sugar-free. Okay. But Elisa does the sugar-free. So what are you going to do? You're going to stay hydrated because it's very, very important. And Liquid IV has been a longtime sponsor, and I love them. And they are a quality product. And this is what you're going to do. You're going to turn your ordinary, ordinary, can't speak. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code JudyGold at checkout. That's J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code JudyGold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, can't even say my name, at liquidiv.com. Got it? You're welcome. You were also in a car accident. Yes. That is that is that your first bout of depression or my first bout of depression was right after my dad died. Like I didn't realize how depressed I had gotten, but that Mm -hmm. was when it started. I think I took off a semester from school and I was just like in my basement by myself as like a depressed, sad person. Right. And did anyone say, Adrian, you need to, you know, get some help? I don't think so. Oh, everyone great. is, so, I think everyone was, I mean, like we did go to therapy on and right. off my whole life, but like it was about family arguing. therapy. We went to family therapy, which is awful. Like we went to go see this guy, Dr. Jaffe, his office smelled like garlic. 
And we would, we didn't talk about anything that was actually pertinent to feelings. We argued right. about who was going to clean the bathroom. Like, oh, so nothing that, yeah. So it was nothing that was actually productive, but I have been in therapy since I was like a kid. Right. Um, and then you, so when was this car accident? When was the car accident? I think I got into two. Oh, one, nice. Well, they weren't even my fault. One was right. a drunk driver hit me. And the other <gasps> one was I was driving to school and this woman was driving on the Bronx River. This one, I was going to Westchester and she lost control of her car and her car went like this and hit me oncoming. <sighs> and I totaled my Jeep. And what was weird about that is I totaled my Jeep, the airbags went off. And like when I woke up, my dad's uh, mask card was in my hand. It was such a weird thing. Right. Because he had That's just died pretty, pretty recently before that. Wow. But yeah, I don't think that made me as much depressed as like just my dad dying. Yeah, it's fucking sucks. And, you know, I don't know. And when you're in your 20s, it sucks even more. But I mean, it sucks. Other kids have, you know, lose whatever. OK, so yeah. um, you go to work the next day after you're and so you're back down to, you know, level zero. Does anyone in the office um, say, oh, I saw you on. Well, this is the thing, my boss. Um, so at this point, I'm working as a like a paralegal. Right. And my boss, I got very close with my boss there. And she actually came to the taping. And she did buy me a Letterman uh, hoodie and left it on my chair. Aww. I might have knocked, I might have asked if I could have that next day off. And she was like, yes, but on Monday I saw it. She was, they were very nice to me. Her and uh, my male boss. He drove me nuts, but like- Were they, they were Jewish? Great. He was Jewish. She was uh, Hungarian okay. and- Italian, I think. I don't know. Okay. I just had to ring the bell. Okay. Um, Wait, what is the bell for? Anytime something's Jewish? Yes. Anything that's Jewish. Oh, it's a bell I ring. didn't know that. Oh, well, Mr. Meltzer God. was Jewish. Okay. So um, this is 2013, 2000. When do you quit your job? 2013, they closed and then oh. I just stopped working and like right. did a little, got a little bit of road stuff from Letterman, did a couple of festivals. And then I think I kind of just struggled for years. And then I would like nanny on and off. I did that for a bit. Like last year when I did the degenerates, it wasn't even that much money, but it was the most right. money I've ever made doing stand up. Right. And it wasn't you know, even that much. Right. Yeah. They used to pay way more. But did, did oh, you I feel <laughs> did you feel more confident or respected by the other comics after you, you know, did, did your Letterman? Letterman? Yeah. Um. I guess I've always felt pretty respected by comics. Yeah. I feel like the industry doesn't respect me. Oh, please. Or they the don't, industry. or they don't like me or I've, I've always felt very respected by comics, but yeah, I don't feel like I'm not an industry darling. They don't like yeah. me. Yeah. Well, they don't like what I do. I do. And you know what? Comic. It takes one person. It takes one person. One. I know. That's it. And you know, I'm 58 years old. I'm still doing this shit. Okay. So um that's crazy because you look really young. Oh, thanks. And you had kids. I had kids and I, yeah, I'm 58. My mother had really good skin, but uh, you know, and I'm immature. So there you go. Um okay. <laughs> I don't know if that has anything to do with it. <laughs> so you did last comic standing. Now I know yes. a lot of people that did last comic. I I hate. And I know you do too. I read somewhere that you said you don't like the competition part of it, but you thought it would, you know, I don't, I feel like you can't like, it's a sense of humor. Like, you know, yes, we know what's funny and what's, you know, really fucking funny. Cause we're comics, but 
Well, I don't know. That kind of thing really pissed me off. I did the last comic standing twice. And the second yeah. time I, I, I did better the first time. And then the second time I did it, it was right around the same time, right after Letterman. So I did right. that same five minute set. And Roseanne was just like, that set's not that great. And I want to be like, I just did that on Letterman. But she was like, uh, <laughs> she was like, I think the ending was good, but the other jokes weren't that great. And I was like, all right. All right. Well, take care. And want, here's yeah. a racist tweet for you to write and have a nice <laughs> life. Okay. So you get, you have a very hilarious presence on social media, which, all right, okay. So I have a love hate relationship with the social media because I, for, you know, most, I guess maybe most of my, yeah, most of my career, there was no social media, like it was notebook, get on state. You know, there was none of this. You're going to be a star because you got this many, you know, likes on something or that something went viral. Your dating stuff. Oh, those Tinder things. I've decided I'm going to turn them into a book. And I just Can got another account because I was just, I got, I keep getting like blocked and suspended and shit, but I what? just started trolling people on social on um dating sites right please do a couple of your favorites so you'll go on tinder and you'll start a conversation i'll start a conversation and the more desperate they are the more fun it is like i right. remember there are a couple that are like my favorite one was this guy that it was like four or five in the morning i couldn't sleep it was like this redheaded fireman and I could tell he thought like I was going to help him jerk off, which is right. great because they will go along with anything you say. Right. So I told him at one point I was a fireman, but I thought they were just going to let me cook. And, you know, I couldn't right. bring any of the stuff out. And he's like going along with all this stuff. And he's like, oh, I'm kind of in a naughty mood. And I was like, speaking of naughty mood, have you watched the Michael Jackson documentary? <laughs> and you could just see how. And I was like, would your brother gotten fucked by white Michael Jackson or black Michael Jackson? And then he would just like stop talking to me. But that moment, I ruined that for him and I loved it. Right. And you then take a picture of it on your phone and put it on Instagram and it's the fucking funniest thing. I mean, you're, yeah. It also is the most fun thing. Right. It makes me laugh. Right. Like I'm doing it and I'm like, I can't believe these people are this dumb. Right. Well. But dudes uh, are very dumb. Right. D you got kicked off. Like what happened? So this is what will happen. I will like when I feel like I've pushed them too far that they're going to report me. I will just mm -hmm. I will just like screenshot everything and then delete them to try and not get kicked off. Right. But eventually people report you. So you just keep getting suspended. So now and I, like I, I have to go to my friends that I feel like have good enough marriages where they're not going to need Tinder and be like, can I use your account and phone number and stuff? That's hilarious. So I just got a new account. Oh, that's great. I can't wait for more. Um, any other good ones? There's I mean, so many they make ones. me the fucking, they make me crack up so much. I mean, there was one guy that said he liked the hat that I had on and I told him how I was, uh, I modeled hats on the side, but it's like a really backstabbing business, but it's okay if you don't get stabbed in the head. And I told him about <laughs> how like a lot of people don't know this, but like I said, I had this uh, roommate where she would do this thing where like, the tinier your head is, like the more beautiful you are. So she would do this thing where she would put herself in like Russian nesting dolls till her head was so small. <laughs> and I said, and then she ends up dying, but she couldn't even enjoy it because her head was so tiny. And I mean, dudes will just like 
be like, that's crazy. And then still just keep uh, talking the, to you. The funniest part of it is that they, they think you're serious. And then, and, and, and it's so fucking ridiculous. And they're going along and you're like, you're a fucking stupid. That's why fucking Trump was president for people. Cause of people like that. Yeah. But those people are everywhere. Like I put a joke. I mean, I hate social media because I don't think people really understand comics on there. Like I said, I miss Trump and somebody, and I was like clearly joking. And this lady was like, this is a hard unfollow. And I was like, and I said, I was like, well, you follow Ari and he donated half a million dollars to Trump towers to keep him afloat during the pandemic. And instead of knowing that's a joke, they were like, I'm unfollowing him too. And you're like, Oh, I hate all of this. I know that's, I hate social media. I hate it. I hate it. Um, my worst days are the days I'm on there the longest. Yeah. My most depressing days and saddest days in pandemic are when I'm on there a long time. It's also like I definitely have feel it emo- mentally when I've been on my phone too long. I get anxiety and I'm like, get this fucking thing away from me. It's hard. It's really hard, especially when you're a comic and you're so used to like, OK, I'm going to get on stage. I'm going to get a reaction immediately. And now the only time we can get a reaction is like we write something funny on Twitter and they're waiting to see if people think it's funny. You know, it's like fucking mental. Well, also, everyone just cares about what your Twitter following is and like how many followers you have on Instagram. So it's like you're programmed to like try and get all these followers. You can do the roads. You can make money. It's just like you're ingrained to try and get these followers every day. And it's. I don't know. I find it frustrating. I hate it because, you know, I remember thinking, oh, my God, I have to have a lot of followers after, you know, I've done this for over 30 years, 35 years. Um, Now I have to get followers. And I'm thinking. And then I looked up like James Taylor and Carol King, and I'm like, like these fucking TikTok people have more followers than like these legends, you know, so I was like, fuck it. You know, half my audience doesn't fucking give a shit about. So I watched uh, Letterman's Netflix show. We had Kim Kardashian on. Yeah. And she said to him that her two younger sisters, I think Kendall and Kylie, she's like, they have no idea who you are. No fucking Yeah, that's what she said to him. And he was just kind of like laughed at it. But like, yeah, he's so famous and they have no idea who he is. It's just ridiculous. One of my favorite jokes of yours uh-oh, let's hear it's it. It's the chapstick joke. It's so fucking <laughs> oh, yeah. brilliant. That is a brilliant joke. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. You have a new album out. Uh, it's called Baby Skeletons. Baby Skeletons, yes. And how is that doing? And tell us a little bit about that. So I taped it in 2018. And I used it to try and get like a special and then I was going to tape a special. I was going to tape a special last year. Yeah. And then too. that didn't happen. I know. And then I was like, I guess I'll put this out to try and make some money. So I'm not homeless. Right. Um, I don't. And then you I don't. Mean, re- and then you realize you don't get any money for a really long time. Yeah. Right. If so that. I have no I have no idea how it's done. You know, I've gotten some positive reaction from it, but. I don't know. I don't think anything really happens. Do you know what I mean? Like, people yeah, I are like how is it doing? I'm like. I guess good. Right. It's not like I've gotten a letter from anyone in the, the business. And it's like, you've reached the well, standard. No one, I know, but no one's doing anything like literally everyone. Yeah. There is no business. And you know what? Who the fuck knows what the business is going to be after this is all over. It would be great if the business was eradicated and you could just put your shit on YouTube. Like you can right. and just blow up from that. Like right. Andrew Schultz is pretty much proof of that. 
Netflix right. didn't want his special. I don't think he's Jewish. I, I think he's German. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Okay. Um, but maybe he is. I don't know. But he didn't. Well, they didn't want a special. Up. I don't right. think he is. They didn't want a special. He has gone on stuff trashing them, and then right. he builds this. He releases his own special on YouTube, and you know he has a pretty good following. He's on like right. Charlemagne show. Right. And like he goes and builds like this viral audience and then Netflix came to him. Right. So it's like they it don't give even, a shit. They don't give a shit. Right. So it, and it's because he has over, you know, a huge follow. He's like over a million followers and he's very funny and talented. And you're like, right. These these people don't even care what you're saying about them. Do you right. know what I mean? Like if they can make money off of you, they will. By the way, he was he, the most watched comedian on for 2018 and 2019 on YouTube. That's mm. great. He's probably making a killing off YouTube. Right. See, I don't have the patience for that shit. You know what why I mean? Why don't you have a, why don't you have someone doing it for you? I I just I have someone but I don't know. I mean, I, I have someone doing my social. I just can't and I just I get it. I don't want to put on fucking make I don't know. I just I'm such a purist. I like I really do love the live audience and just take some of your older stuff and put it back out on I know. YouTube and stuff. That's what you don't really even have to produce new stuff. I mean, you can, but I have to get it. Do you, you, do, what if they own it like Comedy Central and all that shit? Can you still get you, it? I think so. All right. I'm I don't have, know. I don't think I'm I've gonna, ever, I've done I'm like do nothing really on Comedy Central, but your manager can probably get it for you. Oh, because they really work hard. And so, well. Uh, <laughs> And my HBO, my old HBO. Yeah, that would be. I'm going to yeah. do that. Thank get you, your, Adrian. Get your old HBO special. Right. Get someone to caption it. Put it on YouTube. Put it on all your social media. Ask, right. Have people share it and stuff. And like you can start making money off YouTube if you're not already. I mean, I'm, I'm not. not. Well, I'm not either. But like, do you know Liz Neely? Yes. She's one of my closest friends. Hilarious. I love her. She's so I'm like, she's another person where the industry has not been like that gracious to her and she's built her own following and right. she's got you know like 50 or 60,000 followers on Instagram wow. and the same on TikTok and she's kind of built her own thing and she works really hard and she's an example yeah. of somebody that like you can build your own audience and it's you can also, really say fuck the industry right and you also have to just reinvent yourself and do the work that's it you're gonna be you're gonna work for the rest of your life because you're i hope all, so you are because you because you didn't get handed something and then all of a sudden you're like wait no one likes me anymore it's like the key to this business is when you get something that you're prepared and when you are not like everyone else you will have a longer career because you know, character actors or different kinds of performers, as they age, for some reason, they get more work and their stuff. Yeah, it's true. Hey, everyone. Did you know that Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the United States with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the United States? And I'm one of them. You're listening to one of them. Fast Growing Trees has everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. 
find the perfect fit for your climate and your space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever, forever. I just want you to know that I just got off a plane and I walked in my apartment. What was the first thing I did is I came in and said hi to Avi, my fig tree. I'm telling you, and I have Yael, which is another plant, but Fast Growing Trees has changed my atmosphere here in my apartment. You don't need a lot of space, but they do have, you know, they have stuff for outdoor spaces, but I live in an apartment and I'm telling you, Avi and Yael, yes, they're both Jewish names, Hebrew, the space looks so much better. And I just had a conversation with Avi. Like, I was like, I missed you. I love having living things here. It's very, very, I don't know, it's made this more of a home. It's the best. And Elisa has some too. And she loves them. And she talks to them too. But she got that from me. Anyway, check out Fast Growing Trees. You need to be around plant life. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code Judy Gold, J U D Y G O L D, at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code Judy Gold at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code Judy Gold. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You're welcome. I want everyone to follow you because uh, you are, you remind me, remind me a little bit of Margaret Smith. Do you, did you ever see I've her? been told that before. Yes. Um, she was That's one funny. of my, I used to open for her. I love that you do what you do and don't give a shit and you have to keep not giving a shit because you're fucking funny and I just, you know, like I, my book came out and you're just like the perfect example of it's not, the joke's not about you and you can talk about anything as long as it's funny. And you're a, you're a very good craftsperson. You're like, great. I just, I love your stuff. I fucking love it. Thank you so So. much. That made my whole week. Oh, please. But also I think people need to realize you can talk about anything and it's also doesn't mean you don't see the seriousness and the awesomeness in it. Right. So it's like, I don't think people get that you can separate that. Right. Cause they're, they're program. Like, you know, I talk about it in my book. Um, but I talk about, you know, if I'm doing a joke about the Holocaust, if you're doing a joke about a school shooting, you're not lessening the horror. You're not, you know, saying it wasn't awful. You're acknowledging that it happened, but you're, you know, you're looking at it. It's that's the thing. People are like, you're cheapening it. No, we're not. We're not cheapening it. We're talking about it. You know, like I get people who get mad at me about my Holocaust stuff. And I'm like, I get on stage every night and talk about the Holocaust. So you can talk about whatever you want. It's like you're entitled to not like something, too. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, I respect anyone's right to not like me as a comic. Right. That's totally cool. But when people try and cancel you yeah. for jokes they don't like, and it's like, well, do you, what else? Do you talk about your own trauma? And it's like, right. yeah, man, I had a childhood where that's how I dealt with life through humor. Right. Do you know what I mean? And that's how most comics. Adrian, if you have not read my book, I'm you going have to, to read, read my book. You'll love it. I'm going it's to. So I don't read. 
I never read, but I'm going to read your book. All right. Or you can get the audio book, but it's my annoying voice. Um, but it really is. This is what it's all about. Cancel culture and comedy and First Amendment it's rights. It's so and frustrating. Everyone yeah. wants oh my to cancel God. me. You have to read it then, please. I'm going to. All right. Um, and I want you to know I wanted to read it. I'm just lazy. That's fine. Um, and brutally honest, which I love. Um, okay. So before we go, I asked, yes. my, I guess my guests, um, okay. questions, Uh-oh. number one, oh, how no, many people have I fucked? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, now, um, <laughs> have you ever had a lesbian? No. Um, what we're very pro mental health. I suffer from it. You know, we already talked about this. Um, so what do you do for your mental health, for your depression, for your, like, how do you take care of your mental health? Sometimes I'm better with it than other times. Mm-hmm. Um, getting out of the house. If I'm in the house too long, I start going fucking berserk. Yeah. And then I break up with my boyfriend and tell him him and the new puppy have to leave. Right. And he, and he's just like, all right, let's dial it down. Like what's going on? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I love it. What does he do? Uh, he works in a, what's he do right now? He works in like a factory. Doing oh, he's some like t- normal. He's normal. He's a normal okay. person. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's a normal guy. That's so um, funny that he gets you like that. Okay, yeah. Um, and then last night I was like, I'm gonna get rid of this puppy because it's just like too much work. And then I, this is what what my night was last night. I'm driving to the um, laundromat, and I was like, I can't get rid of this puppy. I love her. And then I was like, Oh my god, I didn't realize like my biological father just gave me away so easily, and I can't even give this puppy away. <laughs> and I was like, it, I was in a spiral. I was in a spiral by myself at 6 a.m. at right, the laundromat right. by myself. That's what I was doing this morning. That is, I love, you got, you have to write a bit about that, that you can't I'm give your puppy to. away. And I know. Father, yeah, I should call him up and hilarious. ask him how he did it. Right. That is fucking great. Uh, but, that's such a great bit. Oh my God. I love it. Okay. But I was so upset. I realized right. that. I was like, oh my God. Like I've never dealt with any of that stuff. So yes, talking to friends. I have friends that are very good. I could call anytime. Um, Therapy. Therapy, getting outside the house, walking, hiking, just like yeah. honestly getting off my phone. My phone right. leads me into deeper depression. Same, same. Yeah. The final question, you know, the podcast is called Kill Me Now because as you know, I get pissed off about every fucking thing to, you know, the nth degree. So what pisses you, what makes you fucking crazy angry? It could be anything that just fucking gets you like. Driving. I have terrible road rage. Terrible okay, so road give rage. Me specific, because I, I I think Elisa has I, I I have road rage too. Where I'm like, I get to the point like if if someone all right, this is so unreal. Like it's too much. But like when you drive on Cape Cod, right? There's one part of the road that is it's just one lane, and there'll be a fucking slow person, right? Who I go in my head. And I'm like, like, it becomes you're fucking up my life. You are fucking up what I want to do in my life. Right? You know, like, and I, it's so ridiculous. It's just like someone just drives slow and I take it into this fucking level of you ruin my day. It's a personal attack on your life. Yes. They yes. personally set out to ruin your day. Yeah. I remember I would, when I was driving a lot, I would seriously drive and fake shoot people. Like everyone would just be fucking dead. I'd be like, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead. That's what I would do. Did anyone ever see you? I don't know. Probably not. But like I was 
that's what I would do. I would be like, you're, you're useless. You shouldn't be here. I have the worst word rage. I think. I have, do you scream in the car? Do you cry? Like I am like, you fucking fuck, you know. Sometimes, sometimes I'll get upset, but mostly, um, I think if I had a gun in New York city and drove, I would right. shoot everyone. Right. Right. I think most yeah. people would. It's just, yeah. you're, you almost leave your body and become another person. It's true. I don't know what the mm-hmm. fuck that is. And you know, New Jersey, we're all rushing to get nowhere, like to go home. Right. Like, it's just like, I, you want to get there as quick as you can. And road rage is probably my number one thing that I, that and like the cancel culture. Oh, I can't with that shit. It's like, you know what? If you don't like a fucking joke, then not listen to it. Yeah. Turn the channel. Like, shut the fuck. It's not about you. It's awful. I love that you have road rage. I, I the most. Yeah. It's bad. Mine gets really bad too. It's like, and there are people like, do you have friends that are like, well, don't get, you know, it's not a big deal. I know. Like sometimes I'm in a cab and the guy is like really calm you know, like some fucking it makes you nuts. and and they're like, why get upset about something like that? Do you know it's a big deal? So I, need to and I think I'm it like, depends where I'm at in my life. If I'm right. in a good place, I could be kind of like that. But if I'm right. I can never. in a, pande- in a pandemic yeah. and have to be a barista, I'm just like, I also, mad at the world. if I see a bumper sticker I don't like, like Trump Pence or NRA or something like I then have a mission to like go up next to them and be like, you fucking, I mean, like, and they don't even look at me. It's like, but I get this whole, like you fucking piece of shit, you know, it's bad. And you probably also just like develop a whole story for them. Yeah. Oh, please. It's beyond. Um, it's not fun living in this head, but, uh, I have no other choice, but, Adrian, I can't thank you enough. You're fucking hilarious. Do not quit ever. I'm not gonna quit. And but I'm gonna know, call we, you when I want to. You please. I you don't know how many fucking people I I talk out of the you know talk off the ledge. Quitting. And also, we have to work together because you're perfect to work with me because you're so fucking funny and smart. I would love we have to. to do. Let's do. A I wish we together. could do a like a show with all women that wasn't a women's show. It's always right. branded as a woman's show. And you're like, can't we just be funny? Also in my book. Also in my all book. Right. You saw also me. I'm going to read my book. It is going to be the only book I've read this whole pandemic. But you'll I've love it read- because it's so, it's exact. You'll love it. And there's I'm gonna so get much. I'm going to get on my phone. There's so much history of how we got to like a lot of stand up, a lot of history of censorship and stand up and stuff. You really learn a lot about how we got to this fucking place. But let me ask you one question. Do you think we are going to get to the place where it's going to get worse? I thought the pandemic, it would get better because people would see the seriousness of like death and all this stuff loosen up. And I think it got worse. I agree with you. And I I thought it it was going to get better and it got worse. Um, it definitely got worse. And it's, and it's also this fight of like who owns free speech now, like the right wing haters or the left, you know, like that's also in the book. It's the left and the right, you know, the extreme. Yeah. But it's also like, you know, fuck face, orange fuck face, his speech incites violence, you know? And, yeah. and, and, and we're just trying to fucking make you laugh. You fucking asshole. You know? It's yeah. all, yeah. I, I think, I'm going to read it. Oh, I love you. All right. I am. I'm going to order it when I get off the phone. Okay. You're the best. Ladies and gentlemen, fo- where can everyone follow you? Um, You can follow me on Instagram, Adrian Appalucci. 
Twitter. I-A-P-A-L-U-C-C-I. Okay, yes. not A-I-A. Okay. Yes, but if you spell wrong, Twitter, I mean, yeah, Google's pretty good about being like, did you mean this lady? Right. Um, I don't know, listen to Baby Skeletons, The Degenerate Season yes. 2. I was the last episode. You know, it's so funny when I was upset about my dumb situation with my dad and stuff last night, I got a message on Instagram from some guy who had just watched the, Dege- the degenerates and loved it. Yeah. It was like, it was like a little bit of karma that I needed. Yeah. So right. I don't know. There's something out there. I don't know what yeah. it is, but there is something. Yes. Um, Vag podcast. Listen to that. V A D G E everyone. Yeah. Not V A G, which mm. a lot of people think. Yeah, um, Thank you so much for listening to part two of kill me now with Adrian Apolucci. How fucking hilarious is she? Huh? Now, Kill Me Now is produced by Laura Vogel, edited by Colin Schmeling, and this podcast would not be possible without the help of Brittany Joe Sowards, nor would my life be possible without the help of Brittany Joe Sowards. Anyway, if you like the show, subscribe, please. Leave a review, please. Please, five stars, please. Then I get more listeners. And then people like me more. And it's all about me, 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 me. Speaking of me, if you haven't purchased my book, yes, I can say that when they come for the comedians, we're all in trouble. Seriously, like, I don't even know what to say at this point. Okay. It's an awesome book. If you love stand up, if you love me, how can you not? Uh, read the book. I mean, look, there's nothing going on right now anyway. <laughs> there's a pandemic. <laughs> so that's it. Also, on March 13th, I will be performing live on a stage at the Fairfield Theater in Fairfield, Connecticut. They're only allowing 100 tickets. So get your asses there, buy your tickets, and then some of it's going to be live streamed. I mean, all of it's going to be live streamed, but I don't know how many tickets are selling for that. But anyway, please, if you want to laugh, March 13th. And if you live in Connecticut, and if you don't, just drive there. You have nothing to do. Anyway, that's all I have to say right now. It means so much to me. If you check everything out at my website, judygold.com, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D.com, or... You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I will, you know, you'll hear what I have to say, what I'm thinking and what I'm doing. What more can you need for your life? So uh, everything's at Judy Gold, J-E-W-D-Y-G-O-L-D. You know, like Jew, because I'm a Jew. Jew. Keep wearing your masks. Everyone, I hope everyone gets a vaccine soon and we're done with this fucking shit. And uh, stay safe. I love you all. And as we always say, so long. And uh, everything was wonderful. I'll see you soon. Thank you for the visit. So long.